Bold and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. The podcast to get tools for a powerful mind you can use immediately every day. Get tips, tricks, skills and inspiration to create what you desire and achieve a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pub. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution, the podcast that gives you tools for a powerful mind. I'm Kathy Tate, your host from Australia. With me, as always, is Daisy Papp, your host, tuning in from Budapest, Hungary. Hi, Daisy. Hello, my dear friend. Hello to the world. So exciting to know that we have listeners in 72 countries. And I want to greet all of you, every single ear of you with gratitude for your openness and interest and in continuing sharing our episodes because only through word of mouth is it possible to have such a broad audience. And we are so grateful for every single one of you. Thank you. It is a fantastic second birthday present knowing we have reaching all of these countries all around the world. And we had such a big vision to do just that when we started. Yeah. I cannot believe it's two years already, Daisy, but here we are all over the world. We have listeners who don't even speak English as their first language. And I am super grateful that they have made the effort to tune in to us every week and to share our podcast with their family and friends so they too can benefit from all of our topics that we talk about, which we are up to topic 109, Daisy. Can you believe that? <laughs> Great number, 109. What will be the topic? Wow, I've got a juicy one today. Daisy, we're going to talk about exaggeration. Oh, I wonder if you're not exaggerating when you say it's a juicy one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it's not juicy, it's certainly very common, I think, yes, yes. for people to exaggerate and whether it's because they're wanting some attention or whether they're trying to emphasize what they're talking about or whether they're just being dramatic, I think it is super common for people to exaggerate quite a lot of the time and it can become a bit of a habit for some, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned a very important part here. When they want to get attention or when they want to really gain that importance. Now look at what comedians do. Hmm? That's exactly what they do. Yes, it is. The key to great humor is exaggeration. So let's use it for that and stop using it for other things. Hmm? <laughs> I don't need to be who has the greatest, the worst story, who had the greatest accident, who had the largest sadness. No, 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 no. When we stop competing, exaggeration becomes less important. Yes, I picked up on that, that it's a competition to be better or to have more or to have done this or really what is the point of that other than to make yourself feel bigger. Yeah. So it's the magnifying glass hmm? or the importance magnifying glass when we want to pick some specifics 
and we want to exaggerate those, but then we want to minimize others. Imagine those exaggerating, and I'm not talking about the comedians now, because it's really fun to have a great show where comedy can be so delightful. And even a gesture exaggerated can be already so comical, right? Now, when we notice that those exaggerating, imagine everything would be exaggerated, not only what they're exaggerating, but all their other traits. In an instant, they would stop doing so. In an instant. <laughs> Because how often is it that they're trying to exaggerate in this regard to maybe take attention away from another? I mean, on the big stage of the world. And yes, I'm going to call the trade by their name. Politicians have a great way to exaggerate, to just play the game, look here, not there. Let's face it. So it is important, yes, to have this conversation about exaggeration so that we know what it is. Blowing things out of proportions, mm? Mm. plural, yes, in my thinking. Because when we know what it is, we will be able to notice it when it's there or when it's applied. And only then can we evaluate, okay, do I want to participate in that or not? Or just a little or not at all? Would you want to call it out? The moment we call it out, it becomes less effective on us. When I know what it is, what's happening, it is losing the myth, isn't it? Yes, I do have somebody quite close to me in my life who has a bit of a tendency to exaggerate quite often. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've done. I've turned it around and said, do you think you're exaggerating there? Asking questions, that's perfect, yes. Is that really the case? Mm. So asking them, because sometimes those, the pro exaggerators, they're doing it so smoothly because they're doing it every day. They have lots of practice. So they're quite good at it. They don't even notice anymore that they are doing it. Now, when there's really some rather ridiculous exaggeration in the room, it's a good idea to ask, is that really the case? Taking them seriously. And then you will notice, are they big fat liars or are they just very good exaggerators that got caught? Hmm. Or are they trying to cover up something that they don't want looked at? There you go. Back to the politicians. Look here, not there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And politicians aside, though, I think that it could be a common thing to exaggerate when you're feeling a lack, in fact. Can you give me an example? Specific? Someone might exaggerate their deeds because secretly they have very low opinion of themselves or very low self-worth. And so by exaggerating, they're trying to pump themselves up in some way. Mm. Meant with the kindness. I don't mean it in a horrible way, but it is my observation that some people that have a lower sense of self-worth feel like they need to exaggerate to make themselves sound better because they really don't think that. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is that people try to get the attention away of some weakness by exaggerating other traits? Yes. And I've also found that they'll exaggerate who they know or 
what they've seen done also to hide the weakness over here. I find that quite common. I don't know if it's a cultural thing over here, but Australians are quite big on exaggeration. Mm. Maybe it's connected to the ego a bit. Well, I find it interesting. To me, what I hear you describe seems very general. And I think it is a good idea to have a look and just find a few very specific examples that we and our listeners can relate to or the majority can relate to. For example, when you look at young kids, I found this flower. Oh, look, I found a bigger flower. So it's somehow it is a humane thing that yeah, I found a bigger one. And look, I found one more. Or you have only 12 flowers and I have already 14. So I understand in a playful way, it can be cute. Now, when we are adults, it's not so cute anymore because many of us are losing the cuteness during the process of growing up. And it is also no longer so acceptable as cute. Hmm? I know of humans who are very interested in name dropping because then they increase so they feel or so they think, so they experience, so they project that their importance increases by name dropping. Yes, now that there, see, I think that is actually a cover-up for their own lack of self-worth. Maybe yes, maybe not. But name dropping itself is the question, so why do I need that? So I don't believe that I am enough without dropping a name? Who will I be seen as when I don't know let's say, rockers of the rock band ABC, or if I don't know half Hollywood, like meet and greet and shaking hands. So who will I be seen as? So it has, again, not to do with the audience. It has to do with the inside. So now, what is it that I'm trying to achieve with name dropping? Look, yes, name dropping can be very helpful. For example, when you're trying to get somewhere and let's say you forgot or you lost your ticket, your entrance ticket or your VIP access card or something, these can all happen. And then it's a good idea to drop the name. Look, the minister of ABC is waiting for me. Let me double check. And then they may find your name on a list somewhere. It can be helpful. I'm not saying in general that it is bad. It depends on what are we using it for. So when I have the thought that I am only seen as a likable human being based on the people I know, then within me, there is a twist, isn't there? So thinking that, aha, I am not enough. My behavior is not attractive enough so that I can be liked or be considered as likable. And then I'm using the exaggeration to gain interest because of my lack of self-belief. Now, low self-esteem is not directly connected with exaggeration. I know many people who have low self-esteem and they're rather quiet fellow humans. They don't want to stand in the spotlight. They have no interest in being seen or heard. They just like to do their things and they just like to live their lives and they're fully okay with that. I definitely think it is probably different for different personalities. Yes. Whether you would exaggerate or not. It's certainly not something that every single person does. Look, 
I sometimes exaggerate as well. And I announce it that I'm exaggerating. Just to be clear, this is an exaggeration. I was waiting for felt 1000 hours and I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but it felt to me as if it was 1000 hours. I have no idea how 1000 hours feel because I know that one week has 168 hours. So do the math. <laughs> Sounds like you were being impatient. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yes, maybe no. But when I announce it that I'm exaggerating here, then I'm actually saying what I mean and mean what I say. And I'm using the exaggeration as a tool to emphasize or just put the point or the focus on a specific aspect. Yes. And I think that's probably a very different way of using it for emphasis versus using it for attention. Yes. Maybe it's also good sometimes to use it for attention. But again, it depends on what do I want the attention for? Is it I want to get the attention let's say as a comedy actor, somebody who is doing stand-up comedy, which is a very special trait. They are practicing and they are noticing and they have a thousand antennas. I'm exaggerating. Those comedians have a thousand antennas to sense what the audience is responding to. And then they build up on that and then they add a little bit more spice by exaggerating. How often do parents exaggerate when it comes to raising their children? Don't do that. You will turn out blue or you will become this or you will never make it in life as a threat. Oh, we had a good one. Don't make that face. The wind will change and you'll stay like that. <laughs> now imagine this is horrible, isn't it? You see? Yes. So let's just stop doing it. Say what you mean and mean what you say. I don't find this facial expression attractive. I think your pretty face looks much nicer when you're doing different grimaces. Say what you mean. No need to exaggerate. I think when you put it that way, it comes back to integrity, doesn't it? Well, exactly. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Yes. Isn't exaggeration a big fat lie? Yes. It is distorting reality. It is portraying a distorted image of Yes, and I think it also can create this competition that's unhealthy and doesn't have good outcome in a lot of cases. I think that there's a time and a place for healthy competition, but I also think that if we want to be better, kinder human beings to each other, then that's not the right tool to use. When I notice and I accept the fact that I am unique and so are you, When we know that we're all unique in the first place, look, is it fun to compete? Yes, I'm faster than you are, or I can type more words per minute than you do. Let's say we want to compete on that basis, or I can cook faster an omelet than you do. Let's say this is for fun, as a fun factor. Let's compete. That might be fun. But other than that, there is no need to compete. At the end of the day, No one can compete with me. Only I can. I can compete with me based on yesterday I was able to do 10 push-ups. Today I'm able to make 20 push-ups. Well, it's not increasing that quickly, but just to say that as an example. <laughs> Are you hmm? exaggerating, Daisy? Yes, I am. 
Yes, that's why I said it is an example. I think you're right that competing with yourself is healthy and it is the best competition because comparing ourselves to other people is usually not going to give us the outcome we want and it's not going to make us feel any better about ourselves. So we should just keep that competition with ourselves. Yes. Like, for instance, I'm trying to walk every day But if I compared myself to somebody who's been doing that already for 20 years, then I would feel worse about myself because I'm not going as far as I'd like to or I'm not walking maybe as fast or maybe I can't make the hills that they can make. But if I just compare to myself that yesterday I did 25 minutes And the day before I did 25 minutes and today I'm going to try and do 30 minutes, then that's much healthier. And then I think it is a better choice of words to leave competition out and say, well, I'm increasing my fitness, you see. Now, of course, when I work with athletes, it's all about competition. I get it. But for them, it is their occupation. It is their profession. Mm? They chose that. And yes, even a millisecond can decide between gold or not gold. Hmm? I get it. Nevertheless, at the end of the day, they have their goals and they're very reality-based with their goals and they're not exaggerating into unrealistic goals. You see, because the expectation. Hmm. Remember you and I, we had several conversations about expectations. And if I remember correctly, we also did an episode on it. We absolutely did. (laughs) So exaggerated expectations are also clearly predictable disappointments. And when we go back to integrity, it is again, not very integrity based because who is it fair to? Now, let me go back to the children. How often is it that parents expect their children to do something that they either cannot do yet, don't want to do yet, or maybe never want to do? Hmm? How is that bringing any joy to anyone? It's almost setting them up for failure. I think that is very possible. And also is setting them up for not feeling good enough. Yes. A child that is not capable of counting to 200 by the age of five, let's say, or six or seven, that it really will be a total failure? Or is not that already also an exaggeration? Besides that the school system is going to change and is already in the change globally. I see it in many, many countries that the system is changing because so many things are taught that are just totally irrelevant. But teachers and those who make these school plans and the curriculum, they still hold on because this is how we always did it and now we continue doing it. That's also an exaggeration. What do you mean you always did it like that? Or it was always done this way? That's also a big fat lie. It's not true. It's not accurate. 500 years ago, it was not done this way. Hmm? And it's definitely not done globally everywhere this way because there are exceptional schools. Hmm? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that we do often have exaggerated expectations And perhaps we need to think more carefully about that because their expectations are sometimes passed down through society without being examined 
for how accurate, how healthy they really are at the crux of them. I'm the first to raise my hand. I had some beliefs and I had some expectations that were inherited without me ever questioning them until I did question them. And then I made changes. Some things I still kept because I find them extremely valuable and I'd like to keep that and keep it this way. But that doesn't mean that only because it was done a certain way that then everything is healthy to still continue doing it this way. We can just go by the seasons. Look, you and I, we are totally in opposite seasons. When it's summer on the Northern Hemisphere, it's winter for you. So you are sitting there now with a big cover and with a nice thick sweater and you're having a cap because it's cold. And I'm sitting here with this one little dress. It's almost a nothingness because here it is very warm. Now, when your season changes, doesn't mean that you just hold on to what you would wear a month ago or two months ago or six months ago. You go with the flow. That's smart. You're not holding on to it just to hold on for the sake of holding on. Now, this exaggeration, <laughs> like we always do it this way. People in Australia do it that way. That's also an exaggeration. And we're using these terms so often. Oh, people in Europe don't do that. Well, we cannot generalize. Every generalization is already partially an exaggeration. Bingo. Meaning yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what you meant by it. <laughs> And we are unaware. Yes, that's a really good point. And in fact, I think there's probably a lot of exaggeration in our everyday language and thoughts that we have not even realized mm -hmm. that are there. So this has turned out to be a super interesting episode. It gives us the tools, every one of us, to look at our own lives and look at our own habits and our own patterns and our own traditions And examine them and go, what in here is an exaggeration of some sort? What in here is a generalization? What in here could be time for mm. a refresh? Yes. And if you don't want to make any changes, that's totally okay. But then at least choose consciously and not it sneaking in, whatever it is. Mm. So the generalization, the exaggeration. Hmm? So it's yeah. very interesting to see that so many things happen in our lives that we are unaware of. And I think it is a good, good, good way to inspire humans to have a look and then consciously decide, yes, I want to keep it this way because I love exaggerating and I love being a big fat liar. I love telling generalizations. Then yes, admit, mm, be it, live it, but be aware of it. And don't pretend you're not. Yes. What a good note to leave our audience with. What do you think, guys? Let us know. We love hearing your feedback. Jump over to baldandblonde.live. There's a contact page there. Or you can email us at ask at baldandblonde.live. Don't forget to share our episodes with your family and friends and buy us a cup of coffee so we can keep producing these amazing conversations for you guys. Any final words for our audience, Daisy? Yes, 
two years ago when we started and our vision was we want to embrace the globe. I did not exaggerate that that was the goal and see how it became reality. So exaggeration that may appear to someone as an exaggeration may be very, very clearly planned for someone else. What an excellent thought to end this episode on. Thank you, Daisy. And thank you for being my podcast partner for the last two years. This is one of my favorite things in the world to do. Happy birthday to us. Mm, Thank you so much. You're my favorite podcast partner I could have ever envisioned without exaggeration. We are just (laughs) like the pot and the lid. That's how it feels to me without exaggeration, because that's how well we fit. And I truly appreciate your time. And I appreciate your thoughtfulness. And I appreciate the way we handle and produce our podcast. It is wonderful. And it is a great part in my life. Thank you. Happy birthday. That's it from us this week, guys. Please share our episodes with your family and friends and help us embrace the globe even more than the 72 countries we've already reached. That's it from us today. We are Bald and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. Please share our podcast with your family and friends. Together, we make this world a better place for you, for us, for future generations. Visit us at baldandblonde.live to get freebies, gift feedback, and even support us with as little as $1. Talk to you soon.